Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In part 1 of the Motion Warp Tracking series, you were introduced to the concept of Motion Warp Tracking with Motion Vectors, enabling you to perform tracking on organic type substances. You were also provided with a basic example to get yourself familiar with the tools. It's imperative that you watch part 1 before proceeding any further as I will be referring to certain functions but not explaining them as I did in part 1. In part 2 and part 3 of this series, you'll go through a use case of tracking on moving fabric and we'll discuss a series of detailed operations to get the most out of motion warp tracking. As a side note, these techniques can be used to track skin, liquids and other organic materials. If you'd like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the displayed link in your favourite web browser. Go ahead and import the clips into Batch and set the composite duration to 78 frames. Now in the background clip, you have a subject wearing a t-shirt and you need to track a logo onto the fabric. The second clip is an animated logo and the alpha channel has been embedded with the media. So to set up the flow graph, go to the Batch node bin and drag out an action node into Batch. Connect the live action shot into the background. Next, select the action node and press Ctrl N twice to create two new media inputs. The first input will be used as an image surface as well as the source for the motion vectors. The second media input will be for the animated logo and its mat. Double click the action node for its controls and switch to the 2 up view with ALT 2. Schematic on the left and result viewport on the right. Now normally, you get an image surface object per input. It is possible to apply motion warp tracking directly to a surface. However, the motion vectors need to be the same resolution as the image it's affecting. This is not the case with our logo and the back plate. So delete the logo object and axis and you'll use the projection technique instead. Now the first step in the workflow is to generate your motion vectors. Select the background image object in the action schematic. Next, switch to the action node bin and select media input 1 in the media list. This will be the source for the motion vectors. Switch the node bin to only display maps and locate the motion vectors map. Drag out the motion vectors map and it will connect itself to the selected surface. Now in the previous video, you learned that you could scrub the time bar and Flame would allow you to start working with the motion vectors even if they weren't cached. So you can try out the motion vectors before committing to use them. You'll be using these ones, so let's go ahead and cache them to speed up performance. Double click on the motion vectors map object and go to the analysis menu in the motion vectors control. Under the tracking header, the caching range should be the length of the composite. Click Cache Range and Flame will begin to cache the motion vectors. 
This will take a couple of minutes depending on your hardware configuration and the video will continue once the caching has completed. So the motion vectors are cached into your media folder and are associated with this motion vectors map. Scrubbing the timebar, the interactivity should be good enough to work with without too much issue. So now that your motion vectors are ready, you can move on to projecting the animated logo onto the subject's t-shirt. Ensure you are on frame 1. Go to the action node bin and select the logo in the media list. Under the All Nodes tab, locate the projector. Drag the projector into the action schematic. The projection is placed in the middle of the screen. In part 1, you attach the projection to the camera to line it up exactly to the frame. However, this time round, I would like you to have the freedom to position the projection wherever you want, hence you do not need to associate the projector with the camera. Double-click the projector node for its controls and type in the following values. Set the X position to minus 230. The Y position to minus 283. The Z position to 1154. And the Z rotation to 5 degrees. Finally, set the field of view to 15 degrees. This will place the logo on the centre of his chest. Now let's blend it better with the t-shirt. So switch to the rendering menu and change the blending mode to multiply. Set the transparency to 25%. You can tweak the logo a bit more if you want, but I am happy with this look for now. Scrubbing the timebar, the logo is only aligned on the t-shirt for the first frame. You can use any frame as an alignment frame for motion warp tracking, but in this case you're starting with frame 1. So let's apply the motion warp tracking and see what you get. On frame 1, switch to the tracking menu in the projector controls. Click Add to set the reference frame. Scrubbing the timebar again, you can see the logo using the motion vectors to track and distort to the t-shirt. Let's zoom into the viewport with control space and have a closer look at the details. Now the logo starts off looking good at frame 1. As you scrub the timebar, the logo distorts with the t-shirt. If you stop in the middle of the clip, you can clearly see that the logo's pixels have been squashed together as the t-shirt's fabric is crinkled up. This is fine for now, but you'll tweak it some more in the next video. What is more problematic is when the t-shirt stretches out again towards the end of the composite, you can see that parts of the logo are now distorted. Since the pixels were squashed in the middle of the clip, unfolding them with the motion vectors will not revert back to the clean logo from frame 1. This is a side effect of motion vector warping. However, you can resolve this in flame by using multiple reference frames. Firstly, you'll need some keyframing. Enable Auto Key. Now go to frame 1 and with the projector selected, press the Set Key button. This will place a keyframe in every channel of the selected projector. 
Next, go to the last frame displaying the distorted logo. Under the Reference heading, click Add. The logo undistorts and snaps to the original projection that matches the first reference on frame 1. Since the subject may have been moving during this time, switch to the Projector Basics menu and realign the projector's position. Set the X position to minus 285 and the Y position to minus 248. So this is where the logo should be on the fabric when the T-shirt is stretched out at this frame. Remember that when you set multiple references, you'll probably need to animate your projection to realign the logo to the new reference frame. The technical reason for doing this is by having multiple reference frames as part of the motion warp tracking, you'll start off with a perfectly formed logo on frame 1 and then it will start distorting using the motion vectors. But as it approaches another reference frame, the motion vectors will start interpolating towards the upcoming reference frame. This allows you to move between a distorted and undistorted version of the logo as and when you require. So setting multiple reference frames throughout the motion warp tracking lets you choose when your logo should be distorted or not. However, when working with motion warp tracking, sometimes you might want to tweak the distortion just a little bit to get it looking right. In the next video, you'll learn how to do these small tweaks with invisible surfaces and extended by cubics. Please save up to this point by saving your batch setup and move on to the next video to continue this example. Please be sure to also check out the other workflows, features and enhancements to the Flame 2018.3 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.